Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, so I know today, if you're listening live, it is the 9th of October, 2023, and it is Columbus Day, or Indigenous Peoples Day, which uh, I guess became a national holiday in 2021. So uh, have fun. Go out and celebrate. Uh, you can't go to the, the bank is closed. Uh, you won't get any mail. So it's a it's a it's a big holiday. Uh, so happy Indigenous Peoples Day from Chewing the Fat and myself, Jeff Fisher. But I know the people at the villages in Florida a little down today. Uh, and by that, I mean a 77-year-old man from the villages has been accused of having thousands of dollars worth of illegal pills used to treat erectile dysfunction. What is happening at the villages? Nothing is what's happening at the villages. There is no business going on because uh, there's now a shortage of the erectile dysfunction pills. So there's an outrage, in fact, in the community. And I bet they are probably pissed. (laughs) Now, according to the feds, and we love what the feds are doing uh, across America. Reginald Kinzer was allegedly willing to satisfy uh, the demand at the villages by having his uh, erectile dysfunction pills at the ready. Now, according to the news release, uh, he had more than $1,800 worth of pills. Whoa. Millions of dollars of fentanyl and cocaine and heroin coming into this country. But this guy at the villages had $1,800 worth of pills that were off-brand and stashed in his house. What? Yeah, he apparently got the pills uh, without a prescription from a licensed doctor. And he planned to redistribute the drugs outside of the state. Uh-huh. Uh, needless to say, uh, Kinser has become, uh, you know, a legend at the villages. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we'll see. It probably won't hold up in court. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, one woman said the man is trying to do a girl a favor. <laughs> so if he is found guilty, he could spend uh, some time uh, behind bars. And it's a sad thing. So, I mean, he could stand a year behind bars for $1,800 worth of off-brand erectile dysfunction pills. What are we becoming in America? Villages, I am so sorry. Keep your chin up, because that's about the only thing left that you can keep up until we get uh, until we get Reginald back into business. Welcome! Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Alright, so we know we have Reginald, who was, well, according to the feds, breaking the law with his off-brand erectile dysfunction pills in the villages uh, down in Florida. Uh, So we now have a new survey from solitairebliss.com. Nearly 2,000 people were quizzed about cheating on everything from marriage to games to diets to lying about their 
age. 77% of Texans surveyed cheated on a diet. 51% have cut in line. 45% have cheated on something work-related. 40% have lied about their age. 28% of Texans surveyed have cheated on a partner, which means that Texas is number one as the most cheaters Congratulations uh, to Texas. Now, I see Florida is not in the top 10 of the most cheaters uh, overall. Uh, You have uh, Washington, Michigan, Oklahoma, New York. This is counting down from 10 to 1. We know Texas is number one. Washington, Michigan, Oklahoma, New York, Massachusetts, Iowa, California, Nebraska, Alabama, Texas. So congratulations to the top 10 states with the most cheaters, according to the survey from solitairebliss.com. And it goes on to show some other list of what's happening, uh, you know, the uh, on their health, the most states. Florida is uh, on that list. Rank 32nd, though, uh, <laughs> for the most cheaters. Uh, as far as their health is concerned. Uh, two in five American adults have cut someone in line. Well, yeah, it's, uh, yeah i got to get my product. <laughs> so congratulations to the great state of Texas for being number one in uh, cheating. I know, I know. So overall, the most common ways Americans cheat is on their diets, 72%. Uh, singer, single player games, 44% and cutting in line, 39%. Cutting in line is tough though. Uh, you know, cause well, maybe not. Maybe if you just step into line and cut people, most people were like, go ahead, go ahead. But they're still kind of pissed, but you cut in line. So you did cheat. Uh, the numbers are much lower for things like fudging on tax deductions. Uh or minor theft from stores like not scanning an item at the self-checkout or nibbling on bulk candies before they're weighed and paid. I thought that's what they were for. Uh, You know, like little grapes and candies and the bulk thing. I mean, you're supposed to eat those, right? Uh, 22% overall said they regret cheating on their partners. Uh, And uh, the majority of cheaters, that's because... No, never mind. I was just gonna. I was thinking about uh, you know the other the other seventy eight percent were happy that they cheated on their partners. <laughs> Have you seen my partner? Anyway, uh, the majority of cheaters fifty three percent said they don't regret it at all. So congratulations to fifty three percent of the survey from solitarybliss.com the 2,000 people that were quizzed on cheating uh, 53% are fine with it they're not going to regret it at all so there you have it now the states that claim to have the fewest cheaters uh, 10 to 1 Maine, Pennsylvania, Ohio, South Carolina Florida uh under 50% in Florida these are all under 50% actually Uh, New Mexico is number 1 at 43% and that's why the most cheating, uh, Texas, Alabama, Nebraska, and California are all over 60%. Wow. Uh, that's a big number. But uh, the states that have the fewest cheaters, according to this quiz, uh, are New Mexico, Maryland, Minnesota, Missouri, Colorado, Florida, South Carolina, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Maine. Now, we are just assuming that people who are claiming to be cheaters 
told the truth in a quiz. So, okay. All right. You know, speaking of the state with the fewest cheaters, uh, New Mexico, I see where there's a little problem at the uh, state fair of New Mexico. It's state fair time around the country. In fact, the Texas state fair, you know, all the the states are having their big state fairs uh, now, and it's a wonderful thing. However, uh, in New Mexico, uh, they are saying, hey, we've got an outbreak of crypto sporty, crypto sporty... Cryptosporidiosis. Yeah, that's what I said. There's an outbreak of... Cryptosporidiosis. Yeah, in New Mexico. And apparently it's because of a petting zoo at the livestock at the New Mexico State Fair. So there have been patients with laboratory confirmed... Cryptosporidiosis. And an additional 15 clinically compatible cases who report exposure at the New Mexico State Fair. Cases reside in multiple counties across the state. Take it easy, petting the old animals across the state of New Mexico, or any state for that matter. So it occurs in various hosts, such as mammals, birds, and reptiles. Outbreaks have been associated with contamination of municipal water supplies and swimming pools and interactions with livestock. So the most common presenting sign is frequent non-bloody watery diarrhea. Other signs and symptoms include abdominal cramps, abdominable, yeah, abdominable, uh, abominable cramps, fatigue, vomiting, anorexia, and weight loss. The illness is usually self-limiting, but can be dangerous to the immunocompromised. The incubation period averages seven days, ranging from two to 14 days. Okay. Children with the... Cryptosporidiosis. Should not attend daycare until their symptoms resolve. So if you've been at a state fair and you let the kids run out there to the old petting zoo, easy now. You don't want none of... Cryptosporidiosis. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Hard, quick lotto update. Uh, tonight, the 9th of October, as I told you earlier, 2023, for those of you listening live, $1.55 billion for a Powerball drawing. That's $679.8 million cash payout. Now, the Mega Millions drawing is tomorrow night, <laughs> which is uh, uh, dis- well, it's despicable. It's only $20 million. I know. $20 million. It just looks like it is nothing. Uh, you know, I could, I sure, am I willing to take it? Okay. It's like $8.7 million cash payout. You maybe walk away with $4.5 million. All right. Whatever you say. Yeah, the big mega million drawing was won by someone in Texas. Not me, I might add. Uh, it was not me. But uh, someone in Texas uh, matched all six numbers on Friday night's drawing. So congratulations. They got uh, $157.3 million cash payout. I don't think anyone's come forward with that So uh, for that. So good luck. And there are plenty of other winners. Other people won $3 million and $2 million and $30,000 and $30,000, $10,000. I mean, you know how the lotto works. But no one, uh, you know, the one person in Texas won the big one. So... Congratulations to 
you. And even if you win the lottery or you don't win the lottery, you want to be clean. Of course you do. And most people who buy soap from the store don't realize what it's doing to their skin. Store-bought soap will get you clean. But while it's doing that, it's also drying out your skin. And then, of course, you have to keep buying products, like a lotion, stuff made from the same company. Wow. Yes, that's exactly how it works. However, soap doesn't do that when it's made the right way, with goat's milk. That's what Quinn Pittman discovered when he first started learning about soap. And he's been making it the right way ever since. You want your skin to be clean, but also retain its moisture, you need goat soap. And you're going to want Quinn's goat soap. Go to qpgoatsoap.com. They make real soap, old school, hand poured, made from scratch. And old school means that soap cleans while moisturizing in a way that the commercial bars just don't. And of course, like we talked about earlier, by design. Raw goat milk makes uh, the soap special. Creamy, soft, rich, sudsy lather. All the essential proteins and nutrients are preserved in goat milk soap and delivered in a finished bar of real soap. They have a wide range of fragrances, seasonal scents, They perhaps have the largest selection of men's fragrances of any handmade soap maker, as well as tons of ladies' favorites. And you should try the shampoo bars. You're never going to go back to the bottle of shampoo for sure. Uh, Go to qpgoatsoap.com. And you can use Jeffy as a promo code and get 10% off your entire order. qpgoatsoap.com. Use the code Jeffy and get that 10% off your total order. QP goatsoap.com why are you looking at me like that that's after quim pittman the man he's the man that makes the soap qp quinn pittman hello go ahead write it down get your pencil i'll wait you ready qp goatsoap.com and you can you know don't forget to use the code jeffy for 10 percent off but even if you forget to use jeffy as the 10 percent off Order yourself some goat soap from Quinn, qpgoatsoap.com. All right, so I see where this week, uh, Friday the 13th, is the opening to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour movie at theaters. They've already sold $100 plus million in advance tickets globally, so uh, good for her. It would be, this, I mean, it's already over $100 million. Right. So, I mean, that's just incredible. Good for her. However, uh, and and I mean, I'm kind of happy that it's being released because I found out there's a new, a new issue with people who, who have gone to Taylor Swift concerts. Um, they are experiencing a post concert blank space. So maybe if they go to the movies, they'll be able to remember their time at the concert. So I apparently fans Uh, have reported a lack of memory after attending the Eras Tour concerts. And some are saying they're even forgetting chunks of her performance. Oh, no. Experts at the Hackensack Meridian Health in New Jersey, and I I love the Hackensack Meridian Health in New Jersey, one of my favorite Hackensack Meridian Health places. Anyway, uh, they are saying uh, they've researched why concertgoers are experiencing blackouts after their big night out. Dr. Nathan Carroll 
Associate Chief Resident Psychiatrist at the Hackensack Meridian Jersey Shore University Medical Center, linked the memory loss after concerts to a neurological condition called transient global amnesia, or TGA. (laughs) Okay. All right. Okay. So TGA is a rare phenomenon impacting memory. Yeah, it sure is. Individuals who experience TGA will attend an event like a concert, wedding, or festival and later report undeniable gaps in their memory. This type of memory loss is different from normal forgetfulness. For example, during the event, it may look like you're acting normally and answering questions, but later... You may not recall some of your conversations. Yeah, it's called drug use. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Unlike other amnesias, memory loss is very limited, only lasting about a day, and people don't forget autobiographical information. Actually, they kind of do, Doc. A TGA can develop due to elevated blood pressure, strenuous physical activity, and emotional excitement. Uh, The doc said that uh, all are theorized to temporarily impair the functioning of memory centers in our brain. Okay. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, So maybe they go to the movie and it brings back all those memories, right? So congratulations to Taylor for releasing the movie who will help people get their memories back because you do not want people suffering from transient global amnesia. Yeah, you don't want none of that. Probably going to get used in court pretty soon, though. Your Honor, what am I? I'm sorry. Uh, you know, I suffer from TGA, and I, I just don't remember. I just uh, everything is uh, blank for me. So, so I wish I could. I wish I could help you. I'd like to tell you exactly what happened, but I can't because of transient global amnesia coming to a courtroom near you very soon. I see where the rapper Drake, I love how the headlines, you can't just say Drake taking a break from music. No, rapper Drake. Okay, he's also an author. Whatever, it's fine. It's just something that bugs me. Rapper Drake taking a break from music to focus on his health. Oh my gosh, is he suffering from TGA? From transient global amnesia? No, Drake is not. Uh, He has an issue with the stomach. He said, uh, I probably won't be making music for a little bit. I'm going to be honest, uh, I have several upcoming performances. Those are being postponed, and I need to focus on my health. Uh, I'll talk about that soon enough. Uh, Nothing crazy, but just like, you know, I want people to be healthy in life, and I've been having the craziest problems for years with my stomach. I'm going to lock the door on the studio for a little bit. Okay. I don't even know what a little bit is. Maybe a year, maybe a little longer. Yeah, you just don't know. You don't know. And hopefully it is just the stomach and not TGA. I don't want anyone to suffer from transient global amnesia, especially Drake. So dry your eyes. If you had uh, plans to see Drake live uh, on tour, that probably isn't going to happen for a while. And I see, I know where he talks about in their story that he is an author. He just published a book of poetry. Now, I don't know if you can hear that on Audible or Spotify. Because I see where Spotify is now starting a little, little turf war with Audible. Uh, Spotify has now, uh, you know, saying, hey, uh, you know, uh, subscribers, you can listen to 15 hours of audiobooks for free each month. Oh, 
Now that started in uh, UK and Australia, but it will expand to the US this winter. The company will offer 150,000 plus books, including more than 70 percent of the New York Times bestsellers list. Spotify is hoping to swipe market share from Amazon's Audible, which is the dominant player in the industry, which they're saying that uh, industry is supposed to double in size by 2026. Spotify, your one-stop shop. Uh, you got uh, music, podcasting, and now audiobooks. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who died today? Who died today? We'll start with Terrence Davies. He's a screenwriter and film director, dead at the age of 77. He's a British screenwriter and director, known for films including Distant Voices, still lives, has died at the age of 77. Um, He was born and raised in Liverpool and... uh, His work often has an autobiographical element. He died peacefully at his home after a short illness. That is what his manager confirmed. It didn't say that. It said that it was a short illness. So maybe you ought to not think what you're thinking. Okay? So Terrence Davies, uh, (laughs) screenwriter and film director, dead at the age of 77. Then we have a horrific story about this couple and their dog in Canada. Okay, so the couple, this Canadian couple, Doug Inglis and Jenny Goose, Gousset, G-U-S-S-E, both 62, went on a seven-day hiking trek inside Alberta's popular Banff National Park. And who doesn't want to go on a hiking trek through there? I mean, seriously. And the couple were highly experienced. Uh, They've been in the area many times. And then they pissed off a grizzly bear somewhere. I don't know how. I don't know why. But they had their dog with... They had their dog with them, too. Their border collie, Trish. Um, Trish was seven years old. So they're out hiking and they notified uh, their connection out to the outside world, his uncle, that they hadn't reached their planned camping destination and would instead bunker down for the night near the Red Red Deer River in the Panther Valley, which is beautiful this time of year, I might add. And uh, so it's west of the Yaha Tinda Ranch in the Bath National Park. I don't know if you know that. I'm just telling you. I'm I'm sure you do. So they, you know, texted Doug and then Doug said at 8.15 on Friday night he got a message from Colin saying uh, SOS that's all it read SOS and then he got a call from their Garmin in reach device that said bear attack bad (laughs) 
<laughs> so the uncle's like, this isn't good. Uh, really? Yeah. So he got a hold of everybody and uh, they're, you know, he doesn't know what to do. And he said, you know, I'm helpless. I'm not sure what to do. So he sent messages to the Canadian park officials and they got a helicopter deployed for the search and rescue, but they didn't get there till like 1030. Uh, I mean, they didn't get the message till about 1030. They didn't even get to the campsite till like 2 a.m. And the original message was at 815. So you're a little late. Uh, you're a little late. So the recovery team found the mauled bodies of uh, Inglis and Guse, or Guse, G-U-S-S-E, and their seven-year-old border collie named Trish. So the couple apparently were inside their tent reading when they were attacked by a grizzly bear. They said the tent was crushed and their e-readers were open. They believe that they were out. One of them um, believes that uh, she was inside uh, sending the desperate SOS and he was outside trying to fend off the bear along with the dog. And so they used at least one can of bear spray. A grizzly bear laughed at that one can of bear spray. Laughed. Why weren't they armed? I'm sure they were, you know, just the perfect hiking couple out in the woods. But if you're out hiking in that country, you should be armed so that at least you can get a shot off when the grizzly starts attacking you, right? Honey, is that a grizzly bear I hear outside the tent? Why, yes. Yes, it is. I mean, you got to try, right? The bear spray, the grizzlies are mean. The bear spray didn't work. Dog is yapping, trying to attack the bear. The grizzlies putting them all down. In the response team said the grizzly bear uh, absolutely was intent on killing them. Now, once they got there, they located the grizzly bear suspected of killing the couple. And because the bear was so aggressive to them, uh-huh. Uh, and at least that's what they say. As far as I'm concerned, uh, no problem. Is that the grizzly that looks like he uh, has a human blood on him and dog blood on him? Yeah, we're putting him down. Look at how aggressive he is. <laughs> He's looking like he wants to kill us too. He's going to have to go down. Now, Parks Canada revealed that the bear was a 25-year-old grizzly in fair body condition, poor teeth, less body fat than usual for this time of year. Experts believe the bear was predatory because it was trying to fatten up ahead of hibernation in the winter. And they'll perform an autopsy or a necropsy or whatever it is that they perform on a grizzly to determine if it was the same animal that killed the couple. If it's not the same animal, we got to go grizzly bear hunting. We got to put another one down. Sorry about it. Now, according to this, they said they did. The couple did everything right, but bad things happen. No, I know bad things happen. And it's the bad things still may have happened. But they were out there with just a can of bear spray on a hike when there's grizzlies out there and they're not armed. I don't understand that. Oh, those are the Canadian rules, Jeff. Okay, but if I'm going on a hike and I'm out in the woods like that, uh, especially if you don't know where you're going to camp at, you have to be armed to protect yourself from bad people and bad animals. The whole thing is just really sad. So rest in peace, Doug Inglis and Jenny, G-U-S-S-E, 62, and Border Collie, Tris, who was seven. Rest in peace. 
Then we have uh, the six men suspected in the involvement in the August murder of Ecuador's anti-corruption presidential candidate, uh, Fernando Villavincencio. Uh, they killed him and they arrested these six men who are suspected in the involvement. Big surprise, they are now dead. <laughs> they were in prison. And we don't know what happened. Uh, we just know that uh, darn the luck, man, all of a sudden we turned around and one thing led to another and they're dead. So sorry about it. We'll look into it, though. We will look into it. But that's all the information we're going to tell you right now. <laughs> OK, thank you. Now, for those of you that like uh, sports, it's uh, time that time of the year. We have uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs. We have the WNBA Finals. <laughs> we have the Rugby World Cup. We have the Cricket World Cup. And we have the start of the NHL regular season, which is underway. So it's a really good time to be a sports fan. But all of those included really um, don't match up to the football season that we're having. I mean, it's college football and NFL time. And that's really the most important sport on the planet, isn't it? I think we can all agree on that. So, a uh, big NFL day yesterday. A lot of teams lost that you had anticipated would win. Uh, sorry about it. And then college football. Wow, uh, what a what a weekend in college football. I was uh, had a tough weekend. I was uh, in particularly hurt this weekend as uh, my Missouri Tigers uh, went down to defeat to the LSU Tigers. It was a good game. We should have won that game. We were up on them early, and we lost it. I will say this. Uh, throughout college football, not just the Missouri-LSU game, although I did ask the Southeastern Conference in an ex-post to uh, please put the referee team that did the LSU-Missouri game on suspension for life. They made so many terrible calls and so many terrible non-calls that's a big deal but let i pause for just a second because it wasn't just that game between college football and i watched a lot of college football this weekend and i watched quite a bit of nfl this weekend and between all of those games that i watched there's a whole lot of referee issues all weekend long. And I know, I get it. They have a tough job, Jeff. And everything moves so fast. And we've got reviews. And we try to get it right. I know. I know. I understand. But when you have penalty calls through the roof, then you have also, and it isn't just the penalties. A lot of times it's the non-calls the non-penalty calls that affect the momentum of a game. So we get the penalties, which are questionable. Many, many are not. I know they get a lot right. I get it. But they also have a lot of non-calls where they decide they're not going to call it when they should. And that affects the momentum of a game as well. I don't know what all has to be done. I really don't. I don't understand sometimes the philosophy behind they get a craw in their in their gut for a particular play or player and then you're getting called or you're not getting called and it's just it's an amazing feat for me and I, I just I don't know how to fix it the reviews sometimes drive me insane we have the reviews going on and they're overlooking at a you know a laptop size screen when they have 
four giant screens in the stadium and the rest of the world is looking at the four giant screens going, hey, uh, we already know what the outcome is going to be. Let's get to it. So it's just amazing to me that I don't know what has to be done, but it's very frustrating. And maybe what has to be done is we just stop watching sports. (laughs) That is not going to happen. I mean, live football is, you know, the most watched thing there is. And don't even get me started on the AP top 25 polls. How is it possible that Notre Dame, Notre Dame with two losses, are still in the top 25 and my Missouri Tigers with one loss to a top 25 team is not in the top 25. It's unbelievable to me. And I know that's a little bias. I got it. Could it be that Notre Dame has a big game with, uh, what is, who is number 10 USC who is undefeated, uh, as they take on, uh, Notre Dame this weekend. Could that be a reason why Notre Dame is still ranked in the top 25 so that they can have a a pairing of two top 25 teams? I mean, come on. I like Notre Dame too, (laughs) but they've lost two games. And so sorry about it. You're not going anywhere. Have a nice day. Take care. But the rest of us get screwed because of we have to have Notre Dame in the top 25 for the big TV audience. Okay. All right, I got it. Sorry. Hey, if you go into a Walgreens today, or if you go to a Walgreens and they're closed, apparently hundreds of Walgreens stores in the U.S. employees are going to walk off the job today to protest high stress working conditions yeah when you think of high stress jobs you think of walgreens i know i do i know i do so just be prepared for that as uh it's being reported that uh, many stores are going to have employees walk off the job today to protest those high stress working conditions at walgreens So pharmacy employees, including pharmacists, technicians, and support staff, are planning a walkout between October 9th and 11th. Uh, An organizer who asked to remain anonymous for fear of retribution from the train. Hey, you don't want want big Walgreens coming after you. Employees at more than 500 of America's approximately 9,000 Walgreens are going to walk out because of high-stress issues. Okay, uh, that's, you know, I know it's tough. Some days, some days I have to fill someone's prescription at the counter and then I have to go to the drive through window. So it's tough. I know it is. <laughs> and now every day, each Walgreens pharmacy closes for a lunch break. They don't even work straight through. They can't schedule the pharmacy to be open the entire day, we got to shut it down for uh, for a lunch break for everybody. So I'm sure that eases some of the high stress issues. <laughs> Do you know the other day I was working at the drive-thru and somebody got mad at me because it took so long to get their prescription and I can't do it. I can't, de- I can't deal with it. It's too much stress. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. 
I will say there's better. I know, listen, I'm making jokes because it's funny to me to think that, uh, you know, you're upset about your high stress job because you've got people at the drive through mad. I know that they're busy and I know it's overwhelming. I get it. I do. No, I do. Don't look at me like that. I do. But it is, after all, you're just working behind the counter and it can't be that hard. Right. And I, I don't know if it's pay. There are some Walgreens that have better head pharmacists than others. Um, I've, you know, you get to know them and then they're gone and then it's done and you have to deal with new people and it's just kind of agonizing to the customer. I know, but it's also, so I guess that makes it frustrating for the employees, but it's still, you're just making sure people are getting their prescriptions at the pharmacy. And the other day, man, I had two people at the counter and five people at the drive-thru and I just couldn't put up with it. I had to take a break. Of course, you can email me, chewingthefat at theblaze.com and let me know about your stressful position at Walgreens. Chewingthefat at theblaze.com I know. You can follow me on X at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on YouTube. Uh, chewing the fat with jeff fisher uh, i just mentioned the email address which i'm sure i will get many emails from uh, many of you who are working at walgreens or other uh, pharmacists pharmacies that uh it's tough it, you don't know the stress behind the counter uh, the other day i was filling a prescription i had to count the pills and put them in a bottle and at the same time people were at the counter wanting to be served and i had to tell them i'll be right with you i couldn't do it I just couldn't do it. I went ahead and closed the pharmacy just five minutes early for a lunch break because I just couldn't go on. And you can order a Cameo from me at any time, at JeffyJFR. That's not free. You can uh, go to Cameo and at JeffyJFR. And, uh, you know, happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, whatever you want from Cameo. And I'll be happy to do that for you on Cameo. It's not free, though. Hopefully, I won't get too backed up on Cameo because I don't know if I can take it. The other day, I'm working at the drive-thru, and the lady asked me if I could get her a bottle of ibuprofen, and of course I have to. I can't tell her to come in the store, so I've got to say, hold on, and I've got to go out to the aisle, and I've got to get the bottle of ibuprofen and bring it back to the drive-thru lane. Uh-huh. And then she said it was the wrong kind. <laughs> it's just too much stress working at Walgreens it's too much it's too much stress okay have I made you mad yet <laughs> sorry and I am I'm sorry I'm really I'm sorry and I really do know that it's a pain in the ass. I get it. I'm sure you have to deal with people's insurance and people, you know, have the wrong insurance and it's too much money. They want to know why they have to, why they're being charged this. I've seen it all happen in line. I really have. I get the frustration. I really do. But that's your job. That's what you chose. So just, I, I can't believe that we're actually going to walk off the job. And uh, now you're going to actually affect people's lives. Oh, well, that's our point. We're going to make sure they know we exist. I don't think it's going to work that way for you. I really don't. But good luck with it. Good luck with it. More hackers. Yay! More than 7,023andMe customers were the victims of a data breach, with the hackers specifically targeting users of the 
Ashkenazi Jewish Industry. The data includes users' names, profile photos, genetic ancestry results, date of birth, geographical location. They're attempting to sell the data, asking between $1 and $10 per account, depending on how many accounts a buyer wants to purchase. Um, how'd they do it? Well, by credential stuffing. Yeah, I hate that, man. I do. I am a. I am not a fan of credential stuffing. Acquiring the login credentials from one site and using them on other sites in order to gain access to sensitive information. Twenty Three and Me reported the incident to law enforcement and is asking all customers to change their passwords and use two-factor authentication. So good luck. Good luck to everyone who had their. Uh, had their had their data breached from 23andMe, especially the Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry people. All right, so I'll leave you with uh, the joke of the day. Actually, it's kind of an informative joke of the day. Uh, teacher, give me a sentence which includes the words defense, defeat, detail. And Charlie answers, when a horse jumps over defense, defeat go first and then detail charlie gets an a stream and subscribe to more blaze media content at the blaze.com slash podcasts